Okay, it is morning chat. So I've had a um, few people ask me this now um, on this, which is which has been all about the personalized nutrition. Uh, what's my thoughts on it? A few people have, have tried it. They've got a list of foods that they can and can't have. They think they said they found it useful. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Like honest truth, Matt, and that's what, what they said. And um, I know a few people have used it. Have said they found it really helpful. Other people said that. They find it a bit confusing and then a bit restrictive. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's uh, uh, the Zoe, it's called Zoe diet. And then also, yeah, you can go into like genetic DNA testing now as well. And um, to be honest, like, I actually think it's, if you look from a purely scientific point of view, it's way before its time. Um, and what I mean by that is, the research on what they're saying is I, they're not really personalizing everything, anything as well. I'm not really sure what they're personalizing. And that's because if you if you look at the, the, the research out there at the moment and the research group, you know, there's some good researchers in there who have like, you know, they're obviously clever people in there um, in different areas like gut health and covid and places like that there's got root like some really smart people in there but the research into actually personalizing it for weight loss and health there's really kind of nothing really to it and the reason i'm i'm sharing this is because when you look at what they're doing that they're measuring your blood glucose response to foods and then kind of analyzing what whether you should cut out these foods, whether you should go high carb, etc. And we actually just don't know one, like what the significance of that even is, slash is there. Like if you look at the research at the moment, there's been lots of studies in high carb, low carb, um, which consider blood sugar levels, of course. And they look at weight loss results and it and actually your glucose response makes no difference to the weight loss. So people who follow say a low carb, same calorie diet, which they get really, obviously, no real peaks and troughs in their glucose. It's quite stable. They don't get to see the highs and lows versus, say, um, a higher carbohydrate diet, but same calories. They're going to get more peaks and troughs of their um, uh, blood sugar levels. However, the weight loss was the same. And similarly, they did one which was more of a plant-based um, diet. And again, because of the carbohydrate sources in that, again, weight loss was the same but they saw those peaks and troughs. And the problem with all of this is that actually we're measuring something that isn't significant. And what I mean is there's nothing wrong with glucose levels going up and down. That's that's actually a very normal response. So I did my own research when I was at um, Oxford Brooks, did my postgraduate research into, we were looking at area under the curve, which is glucose, which is essentially how long it takes for your glucose to spike, which is the normal response then come back down. So I would take someone's blood, um, to get their glucose levels, I would then uh, give them a glucose drink. Obviously, no one's drinking a glucose drink, but this would see a normal spike. Um, in most cases, some people, an abnormal spike, which I had to exclude from the study and tell them to uh, seek medical advice. Anyway, more on that another day. Um, but the bulk of people, they get a spike when you have any glucose, carbohydrate, potato, um, fruit, etc., and that's a normal response. And then your body secretes insulin, 
uh, from your pancreas, which then brings it back down. And insulin is actually good for, in terms of um, potentially anabolic, in terms of recovery muscle, but also hunger. It can actually suppress hunger. More on that another day. But my point is this, it's a normal response. We've been eating these foods for years and years and years. And just because a certain food spikes your blood sugar levels more than not, this doesn't necessarily impact weight loss over time. Short term, I mean, you might say, well, what could we do to lower the speed if it's a big spike? Well, we know that if you go for a walk like today, this could actually impact how you respond to foods for the next 24 to 48 hours. And same with like a muscle strengthening exercise, you're tearing down muscle fibers, your body's recovering, actually depleting the stored sugar in the muscle. How you handle sugar is going to be different. So and sleep as well. So like going for a walk before or after a meal, how close it is to the meal. You, know, you are someone who's, you know, when I've worked quite closely in the areas of diabetes, you know, I remember especially when I worked in the NHS, public health, we used to hear a lot of people go, you know, one day I, I eat a banana and you know, my blood sugar levels go really high, the next day they don't. Why is that? And it's like, how many hours of sleep do you get last night? Well, I didn't really sleep at all. You know, how stressed are you? Well, so stressed, I was rushing around, stuck in traffic in a car. All these things are <laughs> impacting it. So my point is, I'm not really sure what we're personalizing at the moment. And we're miles away from it. There, there is, there's one gene, the FTO gene, um, which if you're doing like genetic testing, which potentially would, would give you, which would say that maybe you'll struggle with hunger levels a bit more. Uh, maybe you are more prone to overeating. But the advice is, just comes up the same. Let's eat more fiber. Can we have more protein in there? And actually, when you still go back to it, support is the number one thing, that level of support. So I hope that helps. Um, that's a whistle-stop tour on here. Um, but any questions, as always, just let me know on this. Let me know your experience. And, and I'm not saying it's like, you know, we know that, you know, when you, you know, even if it's told you eat more protein, um, control X, Y, Z in terms of carbohydrates, Maybe that's that's got you started and that's fine. What I am saying though is, do you need to do all of that to do that? I'm not sure. But um, the key thing is, is I guess you get that community level support from doing that, which is probably more of the key thing. For example, if you have to take blood, uh, eat something, see your response, check, you might maybe more likely to actually stick to something than if someone just said, try this, and you're like, oh, what's the point? So... I hope that helps. And any questions, just let me know. Have a awesome day. And by the way, I've just put together a free book all about eliminating cravings. You don't have to take your blood or anything like that. Um, these are practical things you can do even on your busiest, most stressful day. If you want that, just comment below of cravings. I'll send that over to you. There's also a guide in there about eating out. So if you want that, just comment below uh, with cravings and I'll send that over. See you soon.